What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to another fantastic episode of the Bucketeers podcast. We have almost the damn near full crew tonight. Cody, uh, Cody the G, he's out tonight. He has somewhere to be. So, uh, yeah, we'll get him in hopefully in the postgame pod, which is occurring this Sunday, by the way, shortly after Buccaneers against the Washington football team. I'm your host, Tampa Tones. We're welcomed in by plenty of the crew tonight. We got Bucko, we got Cat, we got Stunna. It's gonna be it's gonna be a fun one. Bucko's been a damn ghost, so we're glad to have him back. Um, how we doing, sir? Hey man, it's good to be here. You know, I I know you guys miss my greatness often. You know, uh, I'm not one for humility, but uh, damn it, you got four kids and. And a wife, so technically five kids. Um, shit happens, man. But but I'm here. Let's go. Let's get it. See that that's that's a great guy right there. Look at family man, Bucko. Family man, Bucko. We love hey, it. Just pray for that family. Y'all know how I am, and they got to deal with my ass every day. God bless. Oh, Jesus, Lou. Um, yeah, I'll throw up a couple hail marys. Uh, but you know. That may take a while for me, so I'll do it after the podcast. Uh, anyways, good to see you, brother. Uh, thanks for tuning in again. Cats, how hey, we doing, bro? Real uh, quick, real quick, before we go, uh, happy Veterans Day to all of you servicemen and women out there. Yes. Thank you for your service and your sacrifice. I uh, wanted to get, a, get that out there first, but uh, happy Veterans Day. Thank you. Yes, sir. I actually, for, I, I was, I was going to build that in, but we'll get it. Um, you know, we'll recognize it now for the truly deserved veterans that have this beautiful day. You guys all earned this day so much. You guys have done so much for us. You guys have done so much for our country and we can't thank you enough. And that's fine. You know, every day is special to some, but this day should be special to all, no matter what you think in terms of, humanity and all the other things going on politics crazy world everyone should appreciate and respect veterans day for um the great things a lot of these veterans done so thank you bucko for bringing that up um that was going to get trickled in eventually i'm glad to do it now because our veterans do deserve the utmost respect and nothing like giving that respect right off the bat so thank you bucko sir for that that's awesome incredible uh cats how we doing um I know you're you're a familiar face lately. Uh, the Rays went out and the Lightning are back, but you've been on, my friend. You're you've been on. So uh, how the hell are you? Uh oh. Did I just? Hopefully he's better than his internet. Yeah. Yeah. Lightning's only been G- playing about one set. Of words, so there's not much going on, man. Hey, yeah. Well, kid. Yeah. Uh, kid. Um, <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, like I second what Bucko said. The Happy Veterans Day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank Happy you veterans. to all our veterans out there. I second that as well. Yeah, I sorry said about well. We we sorry about that, fellas. Uh, cats is with us, so as you guys heard, Happy Veterans Day from our beloved cats. Uh, thanks for being with us again, cats. Stunna, um, we're gonna take it easy on you tonight, brother. Thanks for uh, limping in and joining us. No problem, man. I'm here for the duration and go Bucks and. Excited about the uh, Washington team this weekend, and I don't really have a lot of love for them. And I remember the '99 playoff game and how arrogant their fans were. And, and uh, you know, it's it's been you all like bucks. That? I remember that. <laughs> so, uh, Me too. Cha- Dan Clark fumbled the snap. Yeah. 
Yeah, Brad Johnson. That's how we got Brad Johnson after that game because uh, they moved on with Brad Johnson. Yeah. He jumped on him. I remember the 05 playoff game that we should have beaten them in. And their fans were assholes with that one, too. Yeah, they, spit in that, Mike, they spit in Pittman's face. They did. No, nah, it was, a, it was yeah. a touchdown. They called it incomplete in that game. I want to say Edo Shepard. Right. Yeah. Edo mm-hmm. shit. There's a name. Wow. All right. Stud of the through. It's a great pass. Yeah. And their fans were all over the place, and they were assholes. They really were assholes. Yep. Chris Sims. That's his to, only playoff game. Chris to, to be fair, I hated fucking Chris Sims. Uh, I'm sorry. I, I never liked him. Did he gave up the now? for the team. I, I didn't like him when he was yeah. with our team. Uh, yeah, I hate I was, him even more now. I He's really can't stand him now. But I will hey, say shout D- out to my Vietnam Donnie veteran. Pepin. What up, Donnie? Finish, finish up, Stunner. What were you saying, my friend? And then we'll introduce Donnie to the room. I said shout out to my Vietnam veterans out there. Yes, sir. Stunner's the only one old enough on this panel to remember Vietnam. So God bless Stunner, old man. Yes, sir. Old is a privilege. Hey, and uh, <laughs> it is. Yeah, yeah. it is. Absolutely. A lot of my friends didn't make it. We also, um, yeah, I got a quick story before we get going here. My father and I were actually watching that Redskins Bucks playoff game and. Joe Theismann was announcing that damn game, and he was, you know, obviously a homer for the Redskins. He was their quarterback. My father and I got so pissed at Theismann, we had to tune in on the radio. I forget who was doing it on the radio. But after the damn game, took all the Redskins football cards we could see in sight, made a nice little fire out of them. Um, Mm. You know, we made a nice little fire. We got that out of us. So hopefully none of them were the good rookie cards that they had going on, but – yeah, anyways, Donnie Pepin, how we doing? What's up? Sims was a bum. Yes, the hell he was a bum. Um, you betcha. Hey, anyone got else to contribute on Sims? Cats? Well, I appreciate that he lost his spleen for us, but when you hear him talk these days, I don't feel like it was his spleen that was removed. I feel like it was something else because he is mm-hmm. a knee comes off. He's just a dumbass. Listening to him these days. Oh, yeah. That's what Steve Young said about him. Uh, I'm pretty sure, uh, Tones, you and I talked about this this offseason. I think he had him like number eight in his quarterback rankings. He had Tom Brady, number eight as, as a quarterback in the league. Fucking retard. Yep. But go ahead. I, I'm yeah. not going to dwell on that. Look, we'll go ahead and keep it moving. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, Chris Sims, we all know he's kind of a doofus, Donnie. We all agree with you. <laughs> More so, um, I, you, you know, uh, well, yeah, like Bucko said, no need to get caught up on that. Playoff rematch, guys. Bucks are back at Washington. We obviously seen this. It, it felt like not too long ago. It was already last January. So it, it's been, you know, however damn many months, almost a full year at this point. How, how fast life's flying, that's crazy. But nonetheless, we got a rematch, and yes, sir, left-handed bum indeed, Donnie. You are right on that, my friend. Uh, we got a rematch, guys. How does it make you feel? I know it gives me uh, the chills. It's like the playoffs, man. I get excited. I feel like it you know, gives me memories of last year's wild-card weekend game, although we barely squeaked by. 
I know exactly what I was doing for that game. I had people over, a good crew for that game. Man, it gives me good, good memories. Uh, Cats, we'll start with you. How do you feel about this rematch, my friend? I'm excited, and I'm very confident in this game. We're going to come out very strong after the bye week. I'll hold on to my prediction for later, but um, very confident. I'm excited, yeah, to uh, play him again. Obviously, that game, you're right. I thought we played very well in that game. Easily could have been a more lopsided game, but I'm excited uh, for this one. And I'm excited coming off the bye because it feels like it's been a long time since we played. It feels like it's been a while. I think it's that way after a loss. You feel like it's been even longer. So excited to get back up. Excited for them to get back out there. And Donnie chimes in again on Sim saying his hair looked like Arby's fries. Um, <laughs> you know, I can see that. Good old greasy dollar menu order of fries. There you go. Um, Bucko, what say you on the rematch of uh, our beloved Bucks traveling to Washington? It, it, you know, Washington has not lived up to the hype, but it's still a playoff rematch. Well, what a difference a year makes, right? Uh, Chase Young was the unstoppable next god of men rushing the passer. I think he's got three total pressures and one and a half sacks so far. So, again, what this game tells me is you never know what's going to happen in the season. Uh, we went from having everybody out on defense to where we got we got Vontae back, we got SMB back, I believe Whitehead's playing, right? We got possibly no Godwin, no AB, no Gronk, right? Now the offense is the one – we don't know what the hell's going to happen. And that guy, Taylor, Taylor Heineke, gave us fits last year with his mobility and his craftiness. Uh, I'm really hoping coming out of the bye week we don't stumble against a team we should easily beat. But unlike Cats, I, I am not overly confident in Cyril Grayson and O.J. Howard being relied upon to make plays. Uh, so let's hope we have a fundamentally sound football game without 10 penalties and with a lot of Leonard Fournette. And uh, we should be able to win this game easy. Stunna, what say you on this playoff rematch? You excited to go back to Washington? Uh, does it give you the chills going back there? How you feeling? I thought we were at home. We're going to Washington? No, at Washington. We're uh, at Washington. Uh, oh, next week is home against the Giants, right? Yep, Monday night yep. football. Okay, I got it back. November 22nd. Yes. So I'm just excited, man, because uh, – I'm not worried about our offense versus their defense. I am worried about our defense versus their offense. We got kind of burnt with a scrambling quarterback last week with Jameis. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when you have an actual scrambling quarterback, it's going to, you know, I mean, we can give up some scary games. And so I really want to see how our defense comes off the bye and how they react. So I'm glad SMB might be playing, and I hope he does because, you know, I'm a big SMB fan. And, yeah. You know, and I would love to see our defense make a comeback because it's the defense that really has to improve at this point. Right. And Stunner, let me piggyback off that. One guy in particular I want to see come out of this bye week with a different fucking attitude, a different approach is Devin White. I'm, yeah. ti- I'm tired of missed tackles. I'm tired of blown assignments. I'm tired. Dude, at this point last year, I think he had three forced fumbles, a pick, uh, several sacks, several tackles for loss. At this point in the season, he's got one tackle for loss, no turnovers, no splash plays, and a whole fuck ton of missed tackles and blown assignments. If that man don't get his head out of his ass and start playing like he's supposed to in a contract year or a fifth-year option year, uh, I'm worried going forward. He's, I think he's reading the press clippings a little too much, and I need better from him against this particular quarterback this week. Okay, I'm definitely and- not worried at all about Devin White. 
Devin White is a stud. Devin White is going to be a cornerstone of this franchise. He should be, but he's not playing as such. I don't, I don't know about that. I mean, you know, if we're if we're blowing a team out, you're going to be in prevent defenses. You're not going to you're going to be more lax. And you're going up twenty-one nothing on a team in the first quarter. You know how are you going to play? You know, it's, uh, we had that problem a couple years ago with this Magic when Smith was there, the defense coordinator, and he was like, "Well, we got a big lead." And you play the prevent, you know, cushion them but don't break, and make them take the field. And if they score points, it, it's inconsequential because it doesn't affect the outcome. When we go out there and throw lopsided scores on people, so I want to see him playing a tight ball game. And uh, you know, I'm not worried about him at all because of his skill level is elite. And I and remember, he replaced Quan. And I love Quan as is a run stuffer, but he was always a, a liability in, in, in coverage. And I'm not really worried about Devin White in coverage, even though he has a negative perception from the media and others. So I'm really not concerned with Devin White's performance. I think he's going to be great. I think he's done great. I think he's been in there with Venter, uh, filling a great void. And last week, uh, Levante, uh, Levante David was making plays all over the field, obviously, versus New Orleans. And that's because, uh, you know, White is out there taking on the blocks and freeing them up. One more, yeah. The the only thing, I guess I don't have major long-term concerns with Devin White, obviously. He is a stud. He, he should be a stud, and he showed he could be a stud, but he has not lived up to it this year. And instead of saying, you know, I could be playing better, the thing that rubbed me the wrong way in his post-game presser was, he, he was, I know it was a tough loss to the Saints, or there's a million things running through your mind, but his attitude was a little... Um, yeah. Rub offish to me. Stand and he, play, he played like shit in that game, dude. He played like shit in that game. A lot of people did, but he, in particular, played like shit. But go ahead. It was, if I can um, add, yeah, go ahead, it, Kat. It was, yeah. It's been a, it's, it's been, a, it's been a difficult. What are we at? First eight games for him, especially when you compare it to last year and contrast it. It, it hasn't been up to the up to the standard that he set. He set a great yeah, standard he, last he year, even in his rookie year. So I think now the good news is I heard that Levante and him, Levante sat him down, had a conversation with him. Levante's really developed as a leader, which is great, and talked to him about you know playing with emotion because that's part of what makes uh, what's made Devin White a great player. He plays with emotion, but kind of toning it down a bit as far as the penalties. And I know, I know at least one of those penalties was a horse shit call, but the one again, the one on Ingram where he got up in his face, that could have been avoided. Uh, the one on Jameis was unfortunate that he got hurt. And I guess I didn't know when that happened, that that's a horse collar. I thought he grabbed the name. I didn't realize that was a horse, that that's considered a horse yeah, collar tackle. Yeah, but from the name and above. Yeah. Yeah, but that wasn't intentional. He's just trying to get him on the ground. Again, obviously, you're not trying to hurt him. And that one, you know, all right, that happens. But, you know, the one where he's talking shit to Ingram after a six-yard gain, no less, you can't have those penalties. And hopefully, you know, that crew was flag happy. Uh, they were calling rough in the passer on us for just about anything. But, yeah, like you said, you know, he's got to be, you know, we need to see those splash plays again, the ones that he's standard he set. So hopefully, you know, the talk with Levante and the bye week gets him back uh, into that group. Again, because we're going to need him if we're going to be successful defensively. We're going to need Devin White to be Devin White. That's a hell of a point. Uh, shout out to Donnie in the chat room, and uh, thanks to y'all that joined in with us. That's a hell of a point. Teams are actually scheming their offense to rub Devin White out of plays, to 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 confuse him, to give him a free shot, and you know things of that nature that he wasn't being game planned for last year. So that that is a hell of a point. Excuse me. <clears throat> 
<clears throat> that's a hell of a point. However, with this defensive front that we have in front of any linebacker, especially a linebacker with the skill set of a Devin White, you should not be able to be washed out of place. You should not be able to be caught out of position because your your assignment is that much easier with the talent that you have in front of you with Vita Via occupying two and three blockers. I don't want to hear no excuses for a guy like that that wants to get paid like when Fred Warner got paid. Okay. I need you want to be a star, give me a star effort. Like shout out to Coach Herman Boone. You know, don't be Petey. Give me a star effort. That's it. I don't know if Warner's earning that money. I yeah, he's having a down year too, Stunner. That's a hell of a point. Hell of a point. Um I don't know. Maybe maybe offenses to figure something out. We're taking out these these over pursuing athletic linebackers, taking them out of out of the play. Maybe maybe I mean we got to give these guys credit. They make millions of dollars a year to dial up offenses and defenses for a reason. Maybe we got to give those guys credit and stop being so critical. But that's that's just where I lean. My thing is, would you rather have Quan or would you rather have Kevin hmm. White? No brainer. Oh, it's not even. Cl- one was a fifth round pick. One was the number four overall pick. That's not even close, man. Well, or number five. I don't look at the, I don't look at the round they're drafted in when we waste picks. I I mean I I don't I don't think any Bucks fan would rather have Quan over uh, Devin White. I think we all do appreciate Devin White. The you know a lot of people just think he could maybe play a little better. Now Levante David could be playing better as well. There's a handful of other guys that could be playing better too. But at the end of the day. Um, you know, we got some guys that could be playing better football and Devin White might be one of them. Um, although we, you know, he, he has all the potential in the world. He, he is going to be a good player. Um, but Donnie, you are right as well. Teams are prepping for Devin White. And from Devin White to another buck, speaking of disappointing perhaps, uh, Donnie says Bright needs to step the F up. Bray does not, need not to Naperville. Step up. Not Naperville. Uh oh. Bray does need to step up, though, in my opinion. Um, him or OJ, especially OJ, show more signs of life than than um, you know, OJ show more signs of life than Bray. Perhaps he does have a touchdown, but Bray needs to step it up a little bit, fellas. What say you, Stunner? We'll start with you on Bray. Uh, as long as Braid is, uh, you know, doing his thing in the playoffs, uh, I'm not really worried about what he got going now. Now, OJ, last year, was looking really good before the injury. The Denver game, he looked really good. This yeah. year, he's, he's back to dropping the ball and losing his confidence. So, yeah. I, I would love to see OJ step up and make some plays and maybe fill that void. Uh, but, you know, Braid, he, he he's usually a reliable target. You know, but sometimes you will have drops, et cetera. But uh, the thing is, we just got to have guys make the play. And, uh, I, I want to piggyback off a of stunner there and just say how blessed we are from where we were a couple years ago to where we're sitting here in week 10 saying, oh, we're not worried about shit to the playoffs, right? This wasn't ever a Buccaneer mentality. Now we, we don't have to worry about the regular season because we know we're going to the tournament. So that we're blessed there. So let's be thankful for that. However, uh, like you said, Tones, OJ is not showing the same confidence. I don't know if that Achilles, if he's fully 100% on it, because when I'm watching him run routes, he's slow, he's plotting. When I'm seeing him block, he is not firing on blocks. Uh, he also dropping balls. And Brady, now granted, Brady hit him a couple balls that he had to reach for, 
But I'm of a firm belief if it touches your hands, damn it, you're supposed to catch it, especially when Brait was one of our more sure-handed guys for the entirety of his career. In fact, that's what got him playing time as an undrafted guy at Harvard. So I need both of them tight ends to step up. It's not just Brait. It's not just OJ. And I also need Brady to chill out a little bit. He's been happy-footed and throwing the ball a little bit harder than what we're used to. Uh, you know, mistake-prone football in the last couple of games. Well, not the Chicago game, obviously, but uh, New Orleans in particular, that's the worst I've seen Brady play as a Buccaneer. And uh, I was not okay with it. Yeah, a lot to do. Ted, Ted well, to you. Yeah, that was a rough game. Uh, now, Brady did – they put up – they did put up what? Put up 27, got in the end zone four times, but obviously you can't have the turnovers. Uh, one of them was an absolute ridiculous missed call. When I, I saw a computer report put it up there, they held two holding calls were on call on the first interception. But, yeah, on the fumble and on the left pick, yeah, you can't have those. And uh, he goes up there in his post game. I appreciate him. Uh, he goes up, he's like, well, it's my, you know, we lost the game. I let the team down. It's all my fault. Obviously, that's not true. It's not all your fault. But I love the way he takes ownership of that. I think his teammates love that. I always have. I was talking to a friend of mine who's a Pats fan. He said that he's always been that way. If they lose a game, even if it's not all his fault, he's always going to take it upon himself to say that. I think his teammates love that. So it was a rough game for him, especially, again, by his standards. He had a couple real good throws. Uh, the deep ball to Evans. Obviously, Grayson was wide open, but uh, he had a nice stick throw to Tyler Johnson. We had to zip it in there, and Tyler made a nice catch as well. I so, love Tyler Johnson. I, I really wish he would get more snaps. I really do. Well, I think I think under unfortunate circumstances, he he's get he is getting more snaps. It's obviously, you don't want it to be because someone's hurt or you someone's hurt. But yeah. and we don't know about Godwin's status, right? That's still up in the air, as I understand it. But I heard there was good news today, didn't he? I thought I heard something that they said his injury is not serious. Well, he missed right pra- practice again today. They, uh, they they really have no comment. They said his game status is to be determined. He's officially is questionable. So, I mean, he hurt his foot, what, Monday tones in practice? He hurt his foot, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Correct. Yep. I, I, I don't know, man. I mean, look, we already have no AB. We already have no Gronk. And no Godwin, man. I Look, I love Tom Brady. I love our core. But. Dude, one of the benefits we have is having a plethora of weapons. We can't be having all these weapons down at the same goddamn time. It's getting now because we're spoiled because we went through last year with minimal injuries. I mean, what Godwin missed one or two, Evan, Evans missed a game. It was very minimal on this front last year, but it seems to be we're getting peppered with injury after injury. First, it was the defense the first half of the season. Now, it's the offense, and I really want to see this team at full strength and see. If we are capable of beating the Arizonas and, you know, the Baltimores of the world who, who look really, really good right now. I thought I read something that they were saying it's not serious, even though he might miss this game. But if he does miss this game, it does give Tyler Johnson an opportunity. Again, it's not the reason you don't want him getting the opportunity because of injuries. But I thought he played well in the New Orleans game. Uh, when called upon, I thought he made some good plays. And if yeah, and if he's call, if he if Godwin's out, you're going to need to see more from him. You're going to need to continue to play a uh, step up. I'm high on him as well. Uh, you know, again, I think you can handle these type of injuries if it's against you know weaker opponents. I obviously can't take anyone for granted, but I think they can handle the football team. I believe Washington is near the bottom in most defensive categories. I also think we can run the ball on them. Uh, again, now of course. 
you're missing Gronk and you're missing Godwin's a big part of a run game as well. So you are missing those guys. Tyler Johnson can block as well. He's shown that he can do that. And of course, Evans. So you can run the ball on them. It's not, you know, our, our first thing that we're ever, we're gonna, never going to be confused as running offense, but we can run the ball on them if need be. So, hey, but again, I, I, hope I think you'll play. see a lot of that Sunday. I think you'll see a lot of that. I think cats. I, I think and so. We got, think another, so. we got another guy ch- uh, chatted in Russ, Russ weeks. Hey, how you doing tonight? We appreciate you joining us. Russ has a plethora of comments. He says, BA said D white is doing what they've asked him to do. Players do what coaches tell them to D white has had several big plays taken away by penalties. He has, we talked about a couple of those and, he also said we always look at the big stats as a whole. We haven't been getting big plays on defense like sacks, et cetera. Well, um, part of the reason, Russ, I, I think with our sack numbers being down too is our uh, secondary has been so depleted. And, uh, you know, sometimes it's been easier for quarterbacks to dump it underneath with these guys. You know, you got Pierre Desires and D Delaney's and they're playing – eight to 10 yards off the ball time to time. So a lot of these quarterbacks are taking what they could get underneath, checking it down, um, and they could get eight to 10 yards of play, perhaps 15 if they busted tackles. So to me, that's what I'm seeing on a lot. And uh, sometimes our pass rushers don't have time to get there. Now, like you said, Russ, uh, D. White has been victim to bad penalties. For example, a sack we've had, was that horse collar got taken away by the horse collar. That was a bad one. Two rough in the passers. One of them would have been a sack. One of them wouldn't have been, but both bad calls. So we are getting pressures um, when we could get good coverage, it seems like. Our sacks will get there. Our pressures are getting there. It seems like our defense is getting there week by week. As we get our health, we should get that a little more. Uh, fellas, what say you about that? That was a flag happy crew last week, but B.A. told the guys that they are apparently known to call roughing the passer quite a bit. Now, granted, some of them were absolutely absurd. That's roughing the pass. One of them wiped out an interception. In fact, every roughing the passer that we were called for, uh, maybe one of them was actually roughing the passer. But, I mean, he warned them that they're – None of them. I don't don't think any of them. I think you're probably right. I don't think any of them. And New Orleans was flagged, I believe, 11 times, maybe 12 against Atlanta and twice against us. I find it hard to believe that played a – such a disciplined game against us and all of a sudden lost their discipline. They just get a more uh, favorable crew. I don't know. Penalties are subjective and you never know, you know, Atlanta played them well. I thought we, you know, defensively, it looked to me because I watched a good bit of that game. Uh, and this might have to do with health of the corners, but Atlanta was aggressive defensively. I saw the, the Falcons corners. AJ Terrell had a good game. Looked like they were being more aggressive with the Saints receivers. I thought we showed them a little too much respect defensively playing off the ball that we did because uh, you saw they struggled until the fourth quarter against Atlanta. They really struggled offensively. And I thought we're cap- we were capable of a game similar to that, whether it was Jameis or Trevor Simeon at quarterback. So, you know, hopefully we, you know, that's something you got to self scout during the bye week. We saw them make adjustments last year. I thought as the season went on, got more aggressive defensively, but yeah, part of that is due to injuries to the corners. I mean, you don't have Carlton Davis back there. You don't have Sean Murphy bunning back there. So you're going to have, you're going to change things up the way you call your defense. Absolutely. And the pass rush and your coverage have to work in unison. So it is harder to get to the quarterback. if The secondary is not up to par the way we're used to it being, or at least reasonably de- decent anyway. No, I'm with you there, cats. Uh, the most agreed, look, 
I don't like to argue about zebras. Tones, you know, I'm a guy. I, I don't blame nothing on the zebras. However, yep. when I got a defensive lineman getting his fucking face ripped off, and he just so happens to be blinded and run into the back of a quarterback because he can't see a fucking thing because his chin strap is in his eyes. And that's the guy that's penalized. And not only does that stop an interception, but it creates a three-point score as well. That game, that one penalty, you can take the other 11 and keep them. That one penalty changed the complexion of the game. And I try not to be 10 for a hat guy. I try not to be that guy. But when I watched the Monday night game with Chicago and poor Bears fans, God, my God, that was brutal. And then I see the way that what the Saints were doing with holding offensively and defensively, what they got away with was only two fucking penalties the whole game. And then they were calling shit against Atlanta. You can't tell me that Vegas lines and gambling doesn't play effect into some of this bullshit because there's no way you can make those kind of egregious calls that these refs have been making these past few weeks and there not be something fishy about it. I'm really starting to get quite perturbed about it because, you know, we were road favorites, you know, they didn't want us to cover or whatever. That's the only thing I can explain for some of those penalties they were calling. And it's upsetting. I, I'm with you on that. It, when it's so egregious like that, when you see the Saints get flagged, I think, 12 times last week and twice against us, right. they don't go from a squeaky clean team one week to uh, to undisciplined the next week. I mean, they were doing things against us that were not being called, that they got called against them against the Falcons. Hey, I'm glad they lost to Atlanta. Uh, that was nice. But, it's, you know, the egregious missed calls, the egregious things that are called that shouldn't be, the way the Bears on Monday night, that was – absolutely absurd in a game decided by two points just terribly one of the worst i've watched you know i don't watch a lot of games that aren't involving the bucks anymore as much as i used to but uh, i happened to watch that one and that of the ones i watched that was one of the most uh abominable (laughs) disgraceful displays of officiating i've seen this season Totally one-sided. Terrible. Despicable is the word you're looking for, I think. (laughs) That's what it is. And the Bears need as much help as they can get. They were a heavy underdog in that game. We saw them a few weeks ago, and I was like, man, this is just a terrible football team. They played a good game on Monday night. They played a very good game. And if you take out the ridiculousness of those calls, they probably win that game. Pittsburgh Uh, really sucks, but the league is better when Pittsburgh is better. So let's just be honest here. Go go ahead. That's true. The officiating, um, I, I we saw it in New Orleans, but I think it's been going on all season, including week one, where the officials will hold us down so that these lesser teams are competitive, so these games are not a blowout with the Bucks in favor of blowing these route these teams, and um, you know then people flip it over or watch a different game, so they want to watch this game. So they try to keep the other team in the game by holding us down with the officiators. I agree. And it's been happening throughout the season. Happened at the Rams. Happened week one against Dallas. Okay. It's been going on all year. It's been going on all year. And then sometimes the team, a team will actually beat us. Now, uh, the Saints game was over and above. I mean, they were manipulating drives. Like uh, Buckles said, they, they stole our momentum on the Winfield interception. Okay. And then we were – and then, like uh, Cat said, our, our secondary was porous. 
you know, the, the plays they came up with was where they targeted 28-43. Well, 28-43 got to be on the field. And, and, and uh, you know, when they're out there, they're going to get, you know, they're going to find a way to exploit them, you know, because they, like, they spent all week game planning for them. So, we, I mean, if you remember second half, we, we knocked them out three and out, three and out, bam, bam, bam. And was and, and came back and I and I believe took the lead at one point. So if the referees would have stayed out of the game, we would have beat the Saints. If the referees would have stayed out of the game, we possibly would have been in a better game against the Rams. You know, we didn't we didn't really play our best football, but we definitely would have been more competitive than manufacturing them whole drives. Last year against Chicago, we went up thirteen. Bam, they gave them a fourteen point swing. But this year, it's been really bad. I think it's been really bad this year because we're a much better team. And I agree with you all completely. The refs have been trash this year, really bad this year. But it seems like they get worse because there's no accountability on the league's behalf. They keep making excuses. They keep sweeping it under the rug. The NFL doesn't have to do that, right? They could see these heinous calls that are being made and fix it. But no. They cover it up like they do a lot of things. Right. Uh, Goodell continues to be a sleaze, and then he wants to put, um, you know, point. You know, he 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 brings up pointless things in football and sweeps the important ones under the rug. This yeah. is an important one. It's going to ruin a playoff game before you know it. It already has. Um, there's been several that I'm sure have been ruined because of flags. But gentlemen, it's a serious problem. It's a serious problem, and it's not going away. Um, you, you, you really can't justify the saints getting 10 calls one week, no calls one week. You know, it just, you know, it's just so crazy to me that that's happening. Anyways, Russ keeps cranking him in OJ and Bray aren't necessarily good blockers. So getting Wells, I think he means fells. Hey, my man must be like me, a big Josh Wells guy. Maybe it, it, uh, you know, Josh Wells, Josh Wells. I mean, it, 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 it auto-corrects to Wells. It says OJ and Braid aren't necessarily good blockers, so getting Fells could be a very good thing. The Bucks jumped on him quick for a reason. We need it to run the ball better to keep offenses like AZ and LA off the field. Fells could be the difference. Gronkowski could re-injure himself too. Yeah, um, I think that's an excellent point, and it brings us into our ne- next subject that's signing Fells and signing Perryman. The Bucks did a couple good things this week. They brought in a familiar face in Perriman. They brought in good tight end depth in Fells. Fells had a six or seven touchdown season in Houston just three short years ago. He's a good blocking tight end as well. And then for Perriman, it's a guy who's familiar with the coaching staff. Um, he could be that deep down the field threat, um, you know, with AB or Miller's sideline. So both of these are good moves. We'll go around and we'll say which one. We like more. Yep, Russ, we got your back, buddy. He says, Fells, I meant, yes, sir. That's what we're assuming here anyways. What, why uh, is he yelling at me, Tums? Why, why, why is he in all caps yelling at me? Hey, maybe he's a caps lock <laughs> and stuck. Um, you know, that happens to some ladies at my work, too, in their emails. They seem to uh, get stuck when they're uh, trying to convey messaging to me. So maybe it's one of those things, the email or the uh, caps lock button got stuck. Russ, we, we do appreciate you. Keep the comments coming. Stunna, we'll start with you. Fels or Perriman, more important to this roster? Um, 
I'd say Fells, but you know, I could see Perryman very well, you know, getting some reps this weekend. And I always thought he did a great job for us. You know, he played with confidence. He had good hands. I'm a I'm a Tyler Johnson fan. I'm I'm I'm, I'm with, the, with the crew that I think he needs to get more looks, get more opportunities. And then you all you possibly even uh, you know if you have Perryman out there, you can you can rest Miller another week. So I think that we need to do more. We you know our base is two tight ends, and I'm sure if they want to run more three tight ends, to be able to run the football. And you know, keep our defense off the field would be ideal weekend, especially as a road team. Yeah, Bucko, what say you, Fells? Or um, I, I'll tell you, this is tough for me. Um, I agree with what Stun has said, but it, it ain't tough for me. I, I think if Perriman is seeing the field, that's a bad thing. Okay, I, I'm not shitting on Perriman what he did three years ago. Uh, that last. That last push he made with Jameis there at the end of the season actually won me a fantasy Super Bowl. So I will always appreciate Rashard Perriman and Jameis Winston for that regard. But everywhere he's been, he's been a non-impactful player except for that six weeks run he had with Jameis there in a non-meaningful season. Okay, So if Rashard Perriman is seeing the field, that I think that's they're worried about A.B. They're worried about Scotty. They're worried about Godwin, right? Bringing him in tells me they're worried about the health of our wide receivers, so that worries me. Bringing in a guy like Fells, I love it because we are a max protect. With the t- Every time we brought in the extra tackle this year, we get a fucking penalty, whether it be a false start or illegal formation or something. We keep trying to bring in that extra tackle, and it doesn't work. But when we ran the three tights, you know, it worked. It worked well. We could run pass play out of that. We could run max protect runs out of that. It worked great, especially like the playoff game we're talking about against Washington last year. We had Gronk singled up one-on-one blocking Chase Young with camera break running free one-on-one on the scene. So we do run a lot of two and three tight end sets. So I think Fails, being a veteran, I think he played with Bruce in Arizona too, right, uh, Tones? Yes, he, he did. You so were correct. he's familiar with the concept. I think this is just like adding an AQ Shipley. It's a guy that can come in, familiar with the system, familiar with the blocking scheme. He can help our immediate project, you know, offense, what we want to run, which I honestly think we're, if you've noticed this year, I think we're shifting more to a power run team versus that zone run team that we were a couple years ago. And I think he's going to help in that regard. But as far as Rashard Perriman, the man has had six good games in his entire career. If he's on the field in regularity, I don't view that as a good thing. Sorry. Welcome back. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> welcome back. Welcome back, buddy. We'll toast you. But as you said, he's already on his third team this year. He's only had six good weeks. But fantasy owners did love him those six weeks. He had him, uh, you know, winning championships, a yeah. couple of them. Cat, go ahead, Buck. No, saying I actually won uh, $2,300 thanks to Bashar Perryman and James Winston. They, they carried me. So, I was a benefactor of that. The league's most fierce duo there you heard it, Jameis Winston, Brashad Perriman, and the kid who won my league that year had both of them too. So, you know, there you go. The, he won him a couple. Cats, what say you, Fells or Perriman? I agree with the rest. I go Fells. And then uh, we're going to get into some bets, score prediction, MVPs, and close out. 
I do as well. I think he can be, you know, similar. Uh, that was a good point on AQ Shipley. I could see him being similar to what Auclair was as well, you know, as a blocker. Uh, I think he had, I remember he had a pretty good year with Houston a few years ago as well. So, you know, and in, you know, however long we need him, uh, I think it's a good signing. Perriman, yeah, I mean, you know, like you said, I don't think the initial plan was for him to see the field that much. I believe he was signed to the practice squad originally, but now with Godwin mm-hmm. being questioned, all you're elevating him uh you know i mean i guess you know we have if you're looking for a guy that you know last week sorry two weeks ago when i'm watching and i'm thinking well seeing cyril grayson's out there i'm thinking well i doubt they're going to be throwing him the ball but he's fast enough that the defense has to account for him and they actually didn't account for him on that one play and he catches a touchdown uh are they going to be able to pull that off again with either him or with perriman probably not but, you know, I mean, he is a deep threat. But, yeah, I'm not really – he's not a guy – I'm you know, I mean, he knows the offense. I'm okay with bringing him in. But I really, you know, I'm hoping that he's not someone that has to see the field a lot, like you said. So, Fells is a guy that I think that can really help us in the run game as well. Russ says we need game reps at full strength. And uh, it seemed like it was a pretty clean sweep there for Fells pretty much. Uh, it seems like we all respect the pyramid move. We appreciate what he did here before. And – we appreciate his familiarity, but if we see him, that's a bad thing. Whereas Fells, at least, you know, three tight end sets is common. He's a third tight end right now, so it makes sense. Russ continues to comment. We do appreciate it. We need game reps at full strength. I still believe nobody can beat us, but ourselves, LA is playing a hell of a lot of copycat with the Bucks. I want to see Giovanni get more reps running between the tackles. He's smaller and faster. D linemen can't get their hands on him as easy. I do agree. Uh, Geo is a good weapon, but Lenny's been running hell of a football. It's hard to um, take anything away from Lenny right now. So, you know, I think the Keyshawn Vaughn is a bust. Keyshawn Vaughn. No, I, I think he's a bust. Yes. Yes. No, I think he has potential. I, I think, I think he has potential, but we could save that for rainy pod. But I, I, I do think Vaughn has potential, but, you know, Lenny F is just running different right now, so he's going to get the hot hand. Bruce has been the hot hand approach guy, it seems like. Um, I always type in all caps. Bucko, he's not yelling at you, buddy. He says, I always type and write in caps, not yelling. I get shit for this all the time on the internet. Um, hmm. The internet's a wild place. And when you throw a bunch of caps in, it makes it that much more wild. So, uh, Russ, maybe there, this is a perfect comment, perfect caps, perfect everything. So there you go. And then one more Russ before we get to, um, MVP. Did, did I lose signal? Is that me? I don't know. Tones. Oh, we lost, we lost our host with the most. Ain't that a bitch? I can hear y'all. Yeah, his tone tones is froze. Look at him, reaching for the heavens. Sorry about, <laughs> sorry about that, fellas. My my internet's been. We, we got rain coming in. I think we've had rain earlier today. I'm not really sure what's going on, but it's been out of sorts. Uh, my apologies. It's frozen in and out a couple of times tonight. So. Um, we'll go ahead and get to uh, our bets, score prediction, MVPs, and wrap out before I keep freezing out of here. Um, Russ did say teams can only bring players up so many times. Exactly, Russ. Uh, Bucks have hit their limits. J.C. Allen, 
who we've had on the show quite a couple times. Um, he has tweeted that actually as well. If you want more info on that, go to Pewter Report, go to JCL, and he did a great job of breaking that down. And like you said, um, what the pyramid move was for. So we'll get into our betting segment now. Bucko's bet of the game, but we're going to give all our takes on this one. There's a lot of games I love this week as far as gambling. For parlay advice, hit me up at BuckoBruce83. I actually got a nice four-gamer that I think is guaranteed to hit. Uh, but the easiest one of the night, the game of the week for betting purposes is Baltimore minus eight. Oh, my God. That is so easy. It is not even close. Uh, but I'm going to stay I took Miami tonight, buddy. Uh, you're an idiot. You're an idiot. You're going to lose all your money. But that game starts in 10 minutes, so I'm going to stay away from that. And I'm going to give you the prime pick of the week, Bucko's pick of the week. The Miami – oh, excuse me. The Minnesota Vikings and the Los Angeles Chargers. Neither one of these teams can stop the run to save their fucking life. Both teams can run the ball very well. I don't see – it going over the 53 points. So if you want to parlay within the one game, you take Chargers, lay the three points. You take the under at under 53. And you take the Minnesota Vikings. I think the over-under is at 122 yards rushing. You take the over on that. A nice three-game parlay within the same game to give you some nice coin. That is Bucko's bet of the week. There you go, fellas. Bucko's butt of the week. Um, real quick, Cats and Stunna, we'll just get your guys uh, Bucks predict or Bucks bets. Uh, do you like the over at fifty-one, Cats? We'll we'll ask you the over under fifty-one in the Bucks game. You think the over under hits? Under, I'm going under fifty-one. Absolutely. Bucko, you think under? Yeah, I I see this game uh, thirty to sixteen. Uh, I see it being five points under. So, yeah, I'm taking the under. I'm taking the bucks. I'm laying the points. Uh, another three-gamer there as well. But, yeah, uh, under, big time. Stunna, what say you? Over, under 51 points. Over. Over 51. Stunna's going with the over. The, the, this is probably the same guy that's what, what winning. Oh, Miami Hurricanes, absolutely. Yeah. But um, 42 to 24 is my final prediction. So you think but, they cover the nine and a half? Bucko thinks they cover the nine and a half. Cats, what say you on the um, on the nine and a half spread? You said, um, yeah. What's you on the? What say you on the nine and a half points? I'm gonna go with Bucks win 31-17. So yes, they would cover that. Thirty-one seventeen. That means you like the. That's forty-eight fifty-one. That's barely under, right? So that means Bucko had forty-six total. Cats had forty-eight total. Stunna had a shootout, uh, for not a shootout, but a high score in one forty-two twenty-four. I'm going with um, the over as well. The, I, I don't think this Washington defense is that good. I'm going with. Um, you see 66 points, 15 points over the over the line. That that is wowzers. Okay. I'm going with 38-17. I will I'm say, I think they're ranked near the bottom in a lot of categories defensively, especially um, last against the pass. But we don't have our weapons. That's why Brady right. don't need our, great receivers. Well, 
True, true statement. But, I mean, we put up 31. We haven't – our offense on the road, with healthy or not, has not been as good. Uh, but, again, you know, I mean, the, the playoff game did go over. Well, I don't know what the over-under was in that playoff game, but it was 54 is what we ended up at. But I think we'll be a little bit – I think – I don't think Washington's as good this year as they were a year ago, mainly on the defense. And, again, there's like 47 – so that, that so that went over, yeah. but I, I'm 31-17 is where I see this. I don't see it being particularly close. I just I have a good feeling about this one. We're sharing a brain because I got 30-16, so we're right there. There we go, almost identical. These, these two yo-yos up here, I don't I don't know what to think of them. Only Jeez. only the refs hey, keep well, at a 40 point plus. <laughs> we'll we'll see we'll see after this weekend over under, but we all have one thing in common. We got them covering the spread. Guys, let's do MVPs and I, let's bounce out. Russ is, Russ is bouncing out right now. Thanks, Russ. We appreciate you. Have they, a good one, buddy. The uh, only let, healthy wide receiver we have, up. Mike Evans. That's our fucking MVP. He's going to get the most targets he's seen all year, and I'm thankful for it. Let's go, Mike. Ten catches, 200 yards, two touchdowns. Let's go, Mike. Stunna, what say you? Levante David for MVP. Ten tackles, Any, um, two, two pass mm-hmm. deflections, and one fumble recovery. So we got the two most respected and two of the most tenured bucks outside of Will Golston as well of Evans and Levante, players of the game so far. Cats, what say you? Gonna go with Tyler Johnson. I think they're. I mean, going with Tyler Johnson. I think they're gonna roll their coverage towards Evans, especially with we're gonna presume Godwin's out. I think unfortunately he's gonna be out. And I think it's gonna give Tyler Johnson, you know, more favorable matchups, and I think he's gonna have a big game. I like Tyler. I like that call. I, I was torn between Leonard and Mike, but I went full Mike. So I would Tons, love take take Leonard, money. Mike. Uh, Tons, take Leonard. Take Leonard. Uh, should I take Lenny? Should I take Lenny? Should I go with Lenny? Um, Rojo. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with Antoine Winfield Jr. Actually, and we've seen him step up and make a play against the Saints that got called back. Um, obviously, he did eating the W, and I don't have a problem with that. Um, some people did, but you know. Some people have problems with a lot of things. I think Antoine Winfield Jr. is going to continue <laughs> to be a good playmaker. I think he's going to continue to make plays, and I think we start seeing some of those this week. I do think Lenny F's going to have a good game as well, though, and he's been incredible lately. So um, there's too many guys to choose from. I'm going to Antoine Winfield. Cats had Ty Johnson. Stun had Levante. Bucko at Evans. Go get your prop bets in on these four guys um, while you Whatever can, the so. over-under is on Mike, it will be over, whatever the hell it is. Take Mike. I would it. love to see T-Money get 10 catches. I would love it too, but I think I think Mike's going to finally get the love because, look, the only reason Mike has not been getting the targets he's deserving of is because Tom is an open receiver type of guy. Now, the only one he has that rapport with is 13, bro. The only one. I, I think a minimum 15 targets for Mike Evans on Sunday. Minimum. That would be a whole bunch, 15, and I, I could see it. it. It would make sense. He's the one-man band, perhaps, but Tyler Johnson's going to get a couple of targets, you bet you, as well. So, fellas, 
Time to bounce out of here, Cats. What's your closing statement, my friend? Uh, looking for a bounce back performance. I think we're going to get it. Uh, I think this week, you know, the, and I think yeah, I'll go with this. I think Devin White's going to have a good game. I'm not going to, I wouldn't call him my MVP, but I think after having a week to reflect and sitting with Levante, I think you're going to see him have a, a nice game this game. Not going to make any anything more bold than that, but I think he's going to have a good game. So, absolutely. Go ahead. Stun it, close out. 1995, the Buccaneers swept the Redskins two times in one season. Look to do it again Sunday. Hail nah to the Hogs. Stunnin's closeouts are the best because it's like an old factoid of the yeah. – um, well, well, I know, remember that. Time. He wanted to say yeah. hail to the Redskins, but he said hail to the nah. Love I remember that. That was a rarity when you, you could actually see occasionally you'd play a team that wasn't in your division twice in a regular season. I remember that. Hey, Bucks fucked them. Beat them here, beat them there. Yeah, I remember fuck that. Him. Fuck them, feed them, dog. For, look, this, this, is, uh, this is where my entire family is from Alexandria, Virginia, just outside of D.C. My entire family is Redskins fans. Uh, I look forward to this week, uh, you know, semi-annually it seems, or, you know, every two years, bi-annually, I guess would be the proper term. Uh, mm-hmm. Fuck the football team and whatever they were called before. I, I don't like them. I dislike them strongly. Uh, what I want to see out of my football team is six or fewer penalties. If we have double digit penalties again, we're going to have a problem. Uh, Bucko is going to go ape shit on this team, on this podcast. Stop beating yourself with stupid penalties, and teams cannot beat you. Get that message through your head and we'll be just fine. God bless you. Thank you, Vets. Let's fucking go. Thank you, Vets, again. We do appreciate you guys. All of us here at the Bucketeers appreciate the hell out of you guys. And, again, the penalty's got to stop. My bad Wi-Fi has to stop as well. Hopefully next episode it's a little better. Hopefully next episode it's not raining out here. So thank you, Vets. Go Bucks. Lower the penalties. Fire the damn cannons. On behalf of Cats, Bucko, Stunna, Cody G can join us tonight. It's Tampa Tones. That has been the Bucketeers, ladies and gentlemen. We do thank you guys for joining us. Russ, Donnie, thanks again for commenting. You've been part of the Bucketeers. It's been incredible. We'll be with you guys for the post-game show, the post-game pod, coming right after the game, about an hour or so after. Again, thank you guys for tuning in to the Bucketeers. <laughs>